And what's going on, Just Goes to Show listeners? This is your host, Ridge, on the mic here. Got your other co-host over here, Chiss, coming in hot. Good to be back. I'm really pumped about this week. A little bit later in the week, we're dropping it. Yeah, so for those of you who have texted us, harassed us, tweeted us, looking for an episode. Thank you. Yeah, that makes us feel really good. We're just kind of playing hard to get with the episode, so thanks. But we did want to kind of wait until the Champions League drama, you know, played out. We got a lot to cover this week. I'm really excited. We got some good content. Coming. Yeah, quote unquote, Chiss, before this pod, this could be our best episode yet. I think it's gonna be. I didn't want to bring it up. I don't want to jinx it, but um, I'll knock on wood over here, and I feel like this is gonna be a really hot episode. We got a ton of good stuff to talk about. I'm pumped. I'm pumped to bring it out to the fans here. Chris is pumped. He's great. He's happy to be here. Um, so to hit you guys with the agenda, as always, uh, I'm actually flying back over to the UK this weekend. So I'll let you know what games I'm going to see. Um, please tweet us uh, any you know anything to watch out for. Um, then we're going to get into the Champions League a little bit. I know we don't we kind of go in and out of talking about the Champions League mostly from an English team perspective. We're going to cover some of it this week um, to fill you guys in on the footballing world because it's been a massive talking point, um, especially in England. And then we're going to hit you with uh, talking about a little bit of the bottom end of the table. Uh, we might have to go back on something we've said on the pod over the past couple of weeks. Yes. Um, and then there's just been a bunch of absurd headlines happening all over Twitter, which I think is part of the reason why Chris is so excited. The guy loves Twitter. Um, he has a Twitter, the little bird uh, Twitter tattoo is kind of like a tramp stamp on his lower back. No, um, but I'm thinking about getting a tattoo, and that would be a good one to go with. You would love that one. I never thought about it. Um, and then uh, after that, as always, we're going to hit you with trivia. Chris is delivering it this week. And and then the predictor app to close it out. So, Chris, anything you want to say before I start talking about my travels, which I don't know why we talk to people about because I don't think they care, but... I think it's a big thing. I think it, like, kind of builds some credibility for us. You know, we actually go to England. We're not just some American wanks that never been there before. We are American wanks, but we've actually been there. So, I think it adds a little bit of a spice to the pod, and I'm excited to talk about the recap when you come back, but... I don't have to let you take the floor here a little bit because um, I'm not going to be there. Yeah, to, to make it uh, short and sweet here, I'm going to see uh, West Ham against Leicester um, on Saturday. So I'm flying Friday night out of Chicago, then seeing West Ham Leicester on Saturday, Sunday, Palace, Arsenal, and then Monday, Villa against Millwall. So Monday's a Champions League fixture. Um, Championship. Wow. wow! 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 Looking looking ahead, I the of what we're going to cover on the agenda over? next. No, we'll um, fine. no. So with those with those games, I'm I'm I've talked a lot of smack about seeing West Ham as of late. So I'm not insanely excited about the West Ham Leicester game. I've already seen Leicester uh, once in person uh, this year. I saw them lose to Spurs. So that game will be. I think it'll right. be a fun game to watch though. Like just playing style wise, it's not going to be boring. It's also oddly refreshing to attend a match where you don't care who wins. You just drink. It is like the most stressless thing. It's I I like I almost get yeah, stressed. You don't really want West Ham to win, do you? I mean, I I don't want Leicester to win. I don't like Brendan Rodgers. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, so like. It, 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 I almost get stressed at the game because I feel that I should be stressed. And I are you should, sitting? I'm, are you sitting with West Ham fans then, or, or West Ham supporters, or Leicester? I imagine the home. Side yes, the home right? side okay. for West Ham because I'll be in London. So yes. Um, and then the the next game I'm seeing is Palace against Arsenal. Um, so I'll be really excited. That's on the Sunday, um, just because Arsenal have a bit to play for right now. They're trying to stake down that Champions League place. Lots to play for. Um, yes. So I'm really excited for that one. Um, and then on Monday, Villa against Millwall, which the game um, – and the game on the Sunday, I should say, uh, the Arsenal game is at the Emirates. Um, so I hate going there 
because it's an absolute yeah, li- but library. But talk about the experience being an away fan at one of those. Yeah, I mean, I've so. seen Palace win away against Manchester City this season, so I love going with the away supporters. It's a good day out. And then Monday is Villa against Millwall. Uh, we don't talk. We talk talk a little bit about Villa. We don't talk too much about the championship. But Villa have won eight straight. Aston Villa have won eight straight in the championship right now. Jack Grealish is up for potentially championship player of the season, even though he's only played like half the year. Yeah, it's a lot of time. Um, it's absolute mayhem right now uh, in Birmingham for Villa. They should make the playoff, um, so I'm really excited to see if they can stretch it to nine games out because they just they're well. They have a game on Friday first. You're, you're right. Yes, it would be t- so. I'd watch them win ten games if they won Friday and then won on Monday. It, they're just mental. I feel pretty good about Friday. They played Bolton, uh, who are towards the bottom of the table. Yeah, a little bit of a, a state, but yeah, I mean that's an incredible match, and to be able to see the Millwall supporters as well. Right, Millwall. No one likes them. It's a lot. That's a very. It's a bit of a nasty bunch. They don't have a good reputation in London. So, um, out of those three games, guys, really excited. I'll try and get some recording from inside the ground. I tried to do that at Palace away um, earlier in the season, and classic iPhone updates just wipes your wipes your voice data. Um, but I'll try and rip it and get some in ground commentary so you guys can hear some of the sounds, and I'll get them back on the pod. Um, but then transitioning over to. What's been going on in the middle of the week this week? It's been crazy. I, we, Chris and I have both been at work, and we're just getting – I'm getting fought Bob notification after fought Bob no, notification. Um, I, I mean, it's just been brutal, like, not being able to watch these games as they happen. I, I know that we're hosts of a, a Premier League football pod here, but we have to admit we got nine-to-five jobs, so it's tough when they have these midweek matches. Right. We can't watch them live unless we take a, a sneaky sick day there. Um, so we didn't get to watch the Champions League stuff live. We've watched a lot of highlights, but it has been absolutely bonkers. And like we've talked about, we're a Premier League pod. We, we like to stick with that. But, it's I mean, this is the talking point of soccer. There have been a lot of English sides involved, so we have to address it. Yep. So the English sides that are still in. Um, well, at, let's, let's back it up because the English sides that were still in as of – the quarterfinals. Yeah. Um, so Manchester United got not uh, got knocked out by Barcelona. I believe four nil on aggregate. Three, I believe. Um, uh, been four. I think it's four. It was four by the end of it. It was one nil going in, and then two goals from Messi, one from Coutinho. You're right. Four nil on aggregate. So they got they got smacked really. Yeah, they got waxed. Um, David Gea let up another soft goal. So, and it just goes to show, listeners, you know that I won't be surprised by that. And Leo Messi, the. The, I don't. I honestly like. I'm a Ronaldo guy. I've been Team Ronaldo for a long time. But see, I'm messy. I'm Team Messi. I. I let's not go there. Let's not. Well, I don't want to get into that debate. And we're not, this isn't like an American like football podcast here. Like we're not going to do like LeBron versus MJ right. bullshit. But I mean, it is interesting. Like Messi. I saw a stat. I think he scored 22 goals. In 26 matches against English sides. Well, I think, yeah, we saw the same tweet. Seven assists. Yeah. So not bad. Yeah, I mean, he's just been lethal. So people say that, oh, he does it in Spain all the time. And, like, he's just lights out. When, and and he, he, he took a part. He absolutely uh, abused Phil Jones he did. at one point. He like, did. If you guys haven't seen that on Twitter, just look it up. Yeah. It should be all over the place. Like, oh, my God. He's unbelievable still at the age he's at. United didn't really have much of a chance in that one. Uh-huh. Um, 4-0, not great. Yeah. We don't need to get that much into that one, but I, it was worth touching on. Liverpool took apart Porto over the over the the two leg feature. They won at home two nil, and then won away four one. Um, Liverpool have kind of I don't know both in the Premier League and the Champions League now. It kind of seems like they've overcome some hiccups, and they've they just beat Chelsea on the weekend two nil comfortably, which we were talking could be a defining game for the rest of this title race. So Liverpool now are still in the Champions League after smashing Porto, then the Champions League semifinal against Barcelona. 
and um, they're still in the league for the Premier League title. And, I mean, if you're a Liverpool fan, you can't be any happier with what's happening right now. But also, you've got to be extremely nervous, and we touched on this in an earlier episode, that Manchester City are now out of the Champions League. So Man City, if Man City now doesn't go on to win the Prem, that means they've lost out in the Champions League and the Prem, and Liverpool has made it farther in both. I can't really see that happening. I mean, we'll, we'll get into City in a second. Which, which that would, which that would create the whole debate. Like, is because people said that that team in England last season, the Centurions, Manchester City team, was arguably the greatest team in English football history. Mm-hmm. Does that mean this Liverpool team this year is? I think we'll attack that debate when we come to it because I don't think that's, that's going to happen. I, I really don't. Um, we'll, we're going to get into a little bit more of the next steps here, but basically, I mean, my thought on this is Liverpool dominated Porto, and I think they had the easiest draw out of anyone in the quarterfinal. Like, I, I think that they... I don't think anyone's surprised that they beat up on Porto. Scouse, scouse, scouse. They're, they're, they were clearly the better side there, and 6-1 is a pretty emphatic victory in two legs, but ultimately, I don't think anyone's that shocked by that, right? Right. Now... The we'll madness be... ensued right. in the next match. We'll talk about Spurs City. Holy cow. Yeah, so in this one, in the first leg, um, and, uh Man City were away and lost 1-0. So Spurs were home, won 1-0. So they didn't allow an away goal. So, you know, going into the Eddie had Spurs, you could say, had the upper hand kind of. But Harry Kane, no, Harry Kane's out injured. And, you know, you're looking at going to the Etihad against Manchester City, who's pushing for the title. Like, Manchester City are the favorites to come back and win that. Um, Now, in this game, I believe... It was 3-2 Manchester City in the 21st minute. Yeah. So it was mental. Two early goals from both Sterling and Son. We did touch on this last week, uh, you know, whether or not Spurs would be able to hang without Kane. And whether, whether or not, not Son we, could just fill that void. And whether or not and who was the best player of the season from English teams. And I said Sterling and... Or who's that best player in the top in the in the top? Yeah, top no, two teams. I, I I love that pick. I, I'm so, not hating on that. So those are, I mean, good. Uh, we said can Sun do it? We said and, and maybe we think um, we felt pretty good about right. it. Right. I, I mean, yeah, with the amount of games left, like I was kind of saying, again, we've talked about how good he is with both feet and what a good shooter of the ball he is. He scores two goals, um, and Sterling gets one. Uh, I think the second one came from Sterling. You got no. The second one came from um, Bernardo. Silva, oh, and then the third it one. A, it was a weak one, though. And then the third one came from Sterling again. Yeah, uh, I think the third one came from Aguero, and then the fourth came from Sterling. If I'm honest, but um, yeah, I'm off. But either either way, I think I think City. So City went up. 21 minutes in. Game's like a, a blur. Right. 21 minutes in. City are up three th- uh, two. So there's a ton of goals. Game's absolutely mental. It's end to end, and then. I was right. Now you're looking at me. It was Sterling, then Silva, then Sterling, then Aguero. Okay, fair. Yeah, Jeez. Yeah. Oh, my. There were so many goals. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. We're, we're, we're trying to keep up here. This just happened <laughs> a few hours ago. Holy cow. Uh, it was a lot. It was a lot to take. So it's a high-scoring game, uh, end-to-end stuff, and then towards the end, uh, Spurs get a goal. Yoriente scores from a corner. It kind of goes off his side slash arm. They review it and keep it as a goal, So, which means at this point it's 4-4 on aggregate. Spurs are going to advance because, as you guys know, on aggregate, the team who has the most away goals wins. And 
in the first leg, Manchester City didn't score an away goal. They lost 1-0. So Spurs had scored at this point three away goals. Um, so it's 4-4 on aggregate. And Manchester City score in the... Three minutes into injury time. Yeah, 93rd minute. Um, which looked like Sterling scored his, to get his hat assist to Sterling. And then it's reviewed by VAR and given as offsides by Aguero and called back and Spurs win the game. So there were two major, major VAR decisions. Lorente, his corner goal, I think they got it right. Both, it went, was, against, both went against Yeah, both City. went against City. Um, the, the Lorente one... It kind of came off his side. They were reviewing it for a handball. I think they made it the right call. I wouldn't have overturned it. I would have given the goal. Yes? Yes, same. Okay. The second one, I mean, that was just painfully close. Aguero, I think if I had to say, was probably offsides. But it was so close. And I agree. I think it was so close. And when I watched the replay, like, maybe I, you know, maybe my, as I'm getting older here, 26th birthday just happened. My vision's disappearing. Happy um, Thanks. Um, as I'm watching it, it almost looks like the ball go, it like ricochets off of a Spurs player, right? So if the ball goes off of a an, an opposing team's player um, or is played through by an opposition, like if, for example, a player's offsides and you back pass it to your own goalie, you're not actually offsides because the other team's played the ball in that, in, in that direction. So that's in, factored into play too. I think overall to call it offside against Aguero in the run of play, like if that happens in the Premier League, City win the game. That's There's the crazy no thing. Exactly. That's the, the crazy thing. Down, like if that, if that, never even thought of in the flag. If that game happens in the Prem, City win. But it, it wasn't even necessarily an intentional pass to Aguero. I think it was coming off Bernardo Silva again, it looked like. But it was kind of a deflection off him. Like, right. he, what, his back was faced to Aguero. I mean, again, I think if I had to make a decision as a former Little League baseball umpire Here we go again. on a judgment call, I'm probably going to say he's offside. But this is, again, I've talked about this before, like, way back when in the podcast when we had, like, five people listening to this over the summer. I don't like VAR very much. I'm not a huge proponent of it because... Like, in this scenario, I would have kept the Lorente goal, and I would have probably kept the Aguero goal, too. But when I look at it on V or Sterling goal, excuse me, with Aguero offsides, but when I look at it on VAR, it's hard for me to say that that goal should stand, because I do think he was just barely offsides. It was so close. But to be, you're at the Etihad, City yeah. fans at home, three minutes into injury time. This is literally, like, an all-time game. I mean, unbelievable and to have that goal called back after you think you just won it, it's got to be absolutely devastating. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like that, you know, this again continues to bring into the question. I'm going to be interested to see what Pep says tomorrow. But you know, what a role VAR plays because again, if that game happens in the Premier League, Manchester City win that game, and it's so hard to to find a way to make the right calls and help the referees. But it's just like. Today's call, it's it's not a black and white thing, right? And, like, it's really difficult to use VAR in situations where the call is not black and white. Like, the, the, in the situations in American football where people like where people like the review system is when it's, like, a player catching the ball going out of bounds, right? Their toe's either down. You see the turf fly up. Right. The, their know. toes are either down or they're not. And it's, like, that doesn't get much more definitive than that. With some of these calls that offsides, like, there aren't lines on the field. There aren't, you know... Uh, Depending on what angle you look at. Right, and, like, what, what part of the body has to be ahead of the offside line. It's, it's really, really is, tough. Well, we're talking about American football, too, though. I mean, that's been... They've had it replay for probably 10, 15 years now. And it wasn't super well-liked when they first had it, either. It slows down the game. It, there's always... It's, like, these, you know, 
iffy calls and all of them. It took a little while for people to get used to it, and it'll probably be the same thing with VAR, but it's just, it's just like, brutal to watch a team lose in the Champions League quarterfinal that way. And I feel for City fans, I mean, they played a great match, and not to say that the Spurs don't deserve it, but, like, that's just a terrible way to go out. And, yeah, it, it is. I don't often feel for Man City fans, but in this situation, yeah, I mean, watching it, I, I definitely felt like if I was a club and I was on that side of a VR decision, I wouldn't feel good about it. Right. Um, so. So anyway, Spurs move on. Sun Mania taking over the world. We had a couple people tweeted us about Sun Mania. Like, shout out Doro. I think Briggs said something too, but like. Sun is just unreal. We were, we were watching these highlights. Like, he is so good. His first goal was kind of fluke. He wasn't, it was, you know, he, uh, Ederson kind of dove the wrong way already. But the second one was just an absolute classy finish. And he, if it wasn't for Kane, he would be talked about so much more. Because he's a brilliant forward. Uh, he is very quickly, he, the, he, the season he's had is an, an absolute breakout season. He's very quickly entering the you know top 20 player in the Prem conversation. Top, oh, maybe even top 10. Top 20. Um, but, la, but you think about it, like he's kind of been a fringe player for the last two seasons, like coming off the bench. bench like he, guy, did, yeah. he didn't start last season. Well, so. he didn't really have a role. You didn't really know what he was. Is this guy a winger? Is he attacking midfielder? Is he a, is he a forward? And yeah. I think he probably is a forward. It's just that they're not going to play him well, he, every he, single match with Kane. Right. The way they play the ball is, is a lot of, a lot of on the deck play, so Kane can obviously get up and, and win headers, but Sun does a really good job playing, you know, through the channels and, and, and to feet. So, yeah, I mean, he's mental. We, like I said, when I went to that Spurs game earlier this season, it was an absolute phenomenon. And like, I don't, it's gonna be like Dragon Ball Z comics with like Sun, Dragon Ball Sun. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's like this guy, I, he's got to be like if you go to South Korea. I can't imagine, like, what if you, like, went with Sun for, like, a week or, like, a weekend out in South Korea? I watched this crazy video on on Twitter, like, this is really bad podcast material, but of him, like, sporting, like, an energy drink. Like, he has these insane commercials and ads in Asia. You guys should just, like, look up, like, Sun commercials on YouTube. There's just, like, crazy colors everywhere, and it's, like, Sun dancing around with these different drinks. And, like, it's so funny. I've never heard the guy speak before or anything. Like, I don't know anything about him other than on the football field. But, like, he is a, a Asian sensation at this yeah. point. Like, an absolute superstar over there. And he deserves it. He's so good. I love watching him play. Yeah, he hasn't done anything like that. He hasn't done anything bad yet to make you think that he doesn't deserve it either. So, no, keep an eye on Sun. Classy player, yeah. Anyway. Sun Mania taking over the world, spreading into the Western Hemisphere. It's, so, it's as rampant as ever right now. So, anyway, getting into the semifinals, the only match we didn't touch on in the quarters was Ajax beating Juventus, which they just beat Real Madrid, mm-hmm. which was a shocker. Now they go and play Juventus, beat them, Ronaldo's new club. Another shocker. So the semifinals are shaping up with Spurs and Ajax, Barcelona, Liverpool. What do you think, you know, odds-wise or, or favorites, like who do you think is going to come out of this, and what do you think the odds are that an English club wins it at this point? Um, I definitely favor Spurs to reach the final, and I think in the Liverpool-Barcelona game, I actually favor Liverpool as well. Um, Spurs-Liverpool so would be interesting. I, that's actually the final that I'm thinking is quite likely. However... Um, it's so different. I think the, and I've said this a few times now. The the biggest thing working against Liverpool now is they their efforts are going into two places. They have to win the they're in the stretch to win the league, and they also now are in the stretch to win the Champions League. And so there will be a th- there will be a mental gap that occurs. Like say they go down one 0 in the first leg to Barcelona, where their players think, ah, uh, well. 
it's all right. They're like it's just a, it's human nature. You prioritize, right? You, you you know it's 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 what we do. We identify orders of importance. We bucket things, and like people will. And some of the players might think, oh man, like this game, whatever. Like Barcelona, Messi, whatever. We can't beat him. We're gonna still win the league. So. I, I do think Liverpool have a really good chance of beating Barcelona. Barcelona will be the favorites, but I think with the way Liverpool play, it's really, really going to challenge Barcelona. They never, they haven't played a team like Liverpool um, this season. And Spurs Ajax, although I love the Ajax wonder story and I love the way that they play the ball and with the the, the uh, academy players they have, a lot of fast pace. Honestly, Spurs are like the big boy team of Ajax. They play a very similar brand of football: fast pace, quick movement, first touch um, through the channels, um, out wide, then then circling it in through on the grounds like it's a lot of sim it's very similar brands of football and so i think that spurs with some of their big name players i still reckon that they're going to pull that one out especially now because like that's what spurs is going for right spurs yeah, is all I mean, spurs, well here's well i guess yeah you could look at it two ways i mean if you're spurs they could finish top four and qualify for the champions league again or they can win the champions league and, right. and qualify for it again because the, the winner does get uh which how mental would it be if spurs who somehow Somehow, maybe they finish fifth or sixth. Yeah, maybe they finish fifth and they win the Champions League. Like, what? I mean, it'd be it'd be wild. I'm a little bit more pessimistic than you when it comes to the English outcome of these matches. I think. I, I mean, I think if you look at it on paper, Spurs should be favored against Ajax, and they will be. But Ajax just beat Real Madrid and Juventus, and they're they're playing really well. Obviously, I wouldn't overlook them. Um, I'd lean Barcelona over Liverpool with Liverpool's uh, interest in the Premier League right now, but. I don't know that that one. I think they're both really, really close to toss-ups, which makes it super interesting. You also got Coutinho coming back against Liverpool, which is kind of interesting as yeah, well. Yeah, revenge. He just scored a great goal today, um, but he hasn't really done much for them. No, he's been he's been this role Barcelona, but I think I think from the English podcast perspective, I think you should definitely expect to have one. I honestly expect to have two English teams. Spurs Liverpool the, the final would be the final. So cool! It'd be yeah, awesome. Be awesome. It'd be awesome. Um, okay, cool. Any other thoughts on the Champions League? No, that's it. Um, we got two English teams left out of four. It's good for England. It's good. It's, this is better than it's been in, in, in the past three to four years. So if you were to tell me we'd have two clubs left in the semis and one of them wasn't City, I'd be pretty surprised. Yeah, so, yeah well said. Um, I, think, I think they're in a good spot there. So we wanted to highlight on one. We, we're really not going to cover much from last weekend, it doesn't seem like, uh, Premier League-wise. But we did have a match on Tuesday this week that was really, really important for the outcome of the season. And that was between Brighton and Cardiff. We... Probably had a little ahead of ourselves. Uh, I think it was two weeks ago on the pod. It might have been last week. We were talking about the relegation battle and saying that Cardiff was all but relegated. Maybe not. They uh, just beat Brighton 2-0. Brighton have not won or scored a goal in the last five matches. Not a secret here. Jack and I do not like Brighton. They're Palace's biggest rivals. We're big Palace homers, obviously. So, as well as it stands right now, Brighton have played 33 matches, they have 33 points. Cardiff have played 34, and they have 31 points. Uh, What are you thinking as far as this relegation scrap? I'm pretty sure it's probably down to those two. Southampton are kind of still in the mix there, but they've won three out of four. I mean, what are your thoughts on the relegation battle here, Brighton and Cardiff? Where do you think this is going to happen? I'm torn. I want to stand by the pick that we had earlier on the pod because I mean, we have literally shit on Cardiff all year. I know I'm a man. I'm a man of my word and I like standing by, you know, I like standing by what we said that we reckon that Cardiff are going to go, you know, we confirm Cardiff going down and, you know, Brighton are going to stay up. That being said, two things. One, 
if you actually flash back originally to the beginning of the season picks, I picked Brighton, Cardiff, and Huddersfield to go down, which means if Car- if Brighton... Either way, you get two out of three. Exactly. Um, so I did pick both these teams to go down originally at the beginning of the season. Brighton have been shockingly bad over the past... They've lost four straight games, 1-0, 3-0, 1-0, 5-0, in their last loss going coming up against Cardiff. Their captain, Shane Duffy, apparently played himself as his captain in Fantasy Premier League, captain meaning he gets double points, um, and they proceeded to let in seven goals over two games. Um, and so he scored one point over uh, two games. Got, at least he's confident in himself. Yeah, respect. And here's the deal. If you look at the rest of Brighton's games, they play Wolves, Spurs, Newcastle, Arsenal, Man City. Wow. So they have run into against Man City, Arsenal, Spurs, and three of their last four games. It's a difficult run-in. If you pivot over to Cardiff, even though Cardiff have uh, one less game to play... They do play Liverpool coming up as well, keep in mind. Cardiff have a game against Fulham on Saturday, April 27th. Cardiff's schedule isn't easy. They played Liverpool, then Fulham, then Palace, and then Manchester United against uh, Manchester United in the last game of the season. I think the extra game is good for Brighton because it favors them. And honestly, looking at it right now, you guys can probably tell I'm still undecided. Um, I think Crystal Palace will beat Cardiff and relegate, relegate Cardiff because they've already relegated one team this season. So I think Cardiff's still going to go down. It's a funny too. So as Palace fans, we follow a ton of Twitter accounts. I don't. I do not have a tattoo, by the way. But a bunch of Palace Twitter accounts, uh, and all of them are coming up with like all these like fake lineups to throw out against Cardiff because they hate Brighton so much. They'd rather just lose to Cardiff if it helps them stay up and Brighton go down. Which is such a brilliant thing. Like that does not exist in. American sports, I don't they think. They just want to throw the game. Um, like, do, I don't know like, if they actually would. No, but. fans genuinely would like to lose the game if it meant that the arch rival get relegated. Yeah, maybe you see that in like college sports here or there with huge rivalries, but it's, it's pretty uncommon. Um, I will say, if I had to pick, and I was talking about this, I got into like a Twitter spat with, it was Briggs and then a few English guys that were just like talking a bunch of smack to us, but... I think I, if I had to pick, I would say that I'm going to lean towards Brighton staying up. Same. They had a two-goal advantage. They got the point differential – or two-point uh, advantage, goal differential yep. by a mile, Which and a game did. in hand. Yes. So as much as I think that Cardiff can beat Fulham um, – that's, that, that's assuming that Brighton doesn't go and get a point, right? Because like, I don't think out of the remaining games for Cardiff – it's it's going to be very surprising if they can go get points. They're definitely not going to get any points against Liverpool. They're definitely not going to get any points against Manchester United in the last game of the season. And I don't think they're going to get be able to get any points. Well, that being said, they drew us nil-nil already, and Palace can be quite wasteful. So they might be able to get a point from us. And then... Um, I mean, if you, you think if Brighton can get three points in their last five fixtures here, they win. They exactly, exactly. Because I think Cardiff have a limit of... their Cardiff are going to get max four points from their next four games. Yeah, so I'll Expect, lean not Brighton, max, not but max, we do have to walk back our take a little bit, just just for insurance here, because there is a chance that Cardiff could stay up, and I mean, hey, let's let's see it. It would have to be; it'd be pretty miserable to watch them again in the Premier League, though. They're not fun. They're, both these teams so are like miserable that. in they're Premier League. Like both, both I, would, I would prefer that Fulham just stay up for both these teams, yeah, even same. though they're thirteen points back. Like, yeah, no, I, I definitely would too. They'd invest the money uh, more wisely. They better run club. Um, more interesting players, but yeah, yeah we're, we're at where we're at. So it's one of these two teams probably going down. Southampton, i got to say, is probably good to go. But Yeah, which Ralph Hasenhutl, good call. Southampton, let's go. Also, flashback Dwight McNeil, that pick for 
uh, standout end of the season player was All right. a good call. All right, we've talked enough about shitty to clubs here, so let's move on. Um, speaking of Twitter, so we have we have a few like interesting stories we've talked about over the past few months, just like random stuff that for some reason like culminated this week into outcomes that we they were kind of open ended when we talked about them. Yeah, the first one that we need to address is Wayne Hennessy. And his Nazi salute. So we talked about yeah, we talked about this earlier on the pod where Wayne Hennessy was taking a picture at a team dinner and like raised his arm apparently to like get get a friend's attention and in the photo it looks like he's doing a straight up Nazi Heil salute, which is super fucked up. Um, and it looks very, very bad. So he was under investigation by the FA and you know, i I don't think people were necessarily like eager to see him suspended or not suspended. Like, I think people, if he wouldn't have been suspended, people would have been like, oh, that's okay. I don't think that's the point. The, what was insane is what came out is the reasoning behind the the lack of suspension. So it came out in the media that they were not going to suspend Wayne Hennessy because Wayne, Chris, you have a quote on this? Yeah, well, I have a few quotes here. And this, I mean, it's baffling. You might not believe it unless you read it yourself, but... Basically, what the FA said was that Hennessy showed a lamentable degree of ignorance about Adolf Hitler, fascism, fascism and the Nazi regime. Um, De- Hennessy denied the charge and said that any resemblance to the Nazi gesture was absolutely coincidental. And Hennessy said that he waved and shouted at the person taking the picture to get on with it. And put his hand over his mouth to make the sound carry. So basically, Hennessy's argument is that he doesn't know what a Nazi salute is, and he's so dumb that he couldn't have known what he was doing was wrong. I mean, like he lived a, a, a lamentable ignorance. Is that what it is? A lamentable ignorance yes. for what? So that's a, that's said, a fancy way of saying he didn't know what the fuck he was doing. He was too dumb to be racist. Basically, was was what happened. Insane. I mean, Absolutely insane. So he he doesn't. So he gets off without a suspension here, which is like I think if I think if I think if people would they would have investigated it and said that due to like the, his actions at the time as well as like the time the photo was taken, it was a systematic like it was an error where you know he looked like he was doing something that he didn't have the intention to do, and we believe those were those were his intentions. Um, but instead, they claimed that he just didn't know what the fucking Nazi salute was, which well, like is so concerning for everybody. The other thing too is like he came out. So in January when this happened, he came out on Twitter and like made this apology and said that he admitted that like the picture looks completely inappropriate for the type of salute. So like when he says that in January, it makes it seem like oh you know what Probably I looked at this and it looks a lot like Hitler and, <laughs> and the Nazis. He, so in January, but now it comes um, up in the FA that oh no wait you know what wait Hennessy never went to school growing up. He's not from Europe or anything. He has no idea what Hitler and the Nazis are or what their salutes are. Like, if you went to, like, seventh grade, you've seen a picture of that. Like, what are you talking about, Wayne Hennessy? And this is coming from a Palace player. Like, get him off our, our effing club here. Like, what? Effing. Effing A. Cotton. A. No, it's, it's, it's crazy. I think – and for me, I think the reasoning, like, if there was some kind of marshmallow reason of, hey – you know, it was it, – that's not what he was doing and we believe it was – it wasn't his intention to make that salute and it was a, you know, a bad photo at the wrong time. Like, you know, I get it. Like people's arms move. Like maybe he was, was waving and like, you know, I don't know. But yeah, No, if you see the picture. I know. I know. I've seen the picture but yeah. I, I – you know. It's not. It's not good but – It's bullshit. And you know what? Like 
I'm done with this story, but it's unbelievable. He got he basically they came out and said that there, there's no punishment, no punishment, because, no punishment at because all. he didn't know what a Nazi salute was, and so he couldn't have done one if he didn't know what it was. Mental. Um, okay. We're gonna get into our next one here, which is another follow. Other suspension, yes. This one, there are uh, actual sanctions here. Yes. And it's going back to our boy Robert Snodgrass. We talked about this one a couple months ago as well. Robbie Snodgrass. If you guys recall, he was alleged to have used abusive or insulting language towards anti-doping officials when these uh, people came and drug tested a couple of West Ham's players. Not Snodgrass. He was not being tested, but apparently he went in on one of the testers and got fined, and then it was under investigation, all this. So he had been fined 30,000 pounds, and he's actually got a match ban. But we think we know what he said now. What did he say? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep it PG again here because it's not great. Um, apparently what he was alleged to have said to this anti-doping official was, haven't you got anything better to do, you effing C-word? Yep. So, and you can imagine that in a Scottish accent. <laughs> I think <laughs> I'm not even gonna do one. I'm just laughing. How <laughs> you go even better? Do you have to know? <laughs> you know, I'm not an accent guy. That was my best, my best go there. But. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's use your imagination of what he actually said there. Yeah, he got submitted for a game though. Yeah, if you need to know, if you need to know more, just look it up on. It's all over Twitter. Do uh, uh, do as many Hitler salutes as you want. You know, Nazi this, Nazi that. Just claim ignorance. But um, if you go in on an anti-doping official, you are going to get reprimanded. Yep. Well, there you go. It's precedent. Just goes to show. Um, and then that actually goes uh, well, really not nicely, but it segments into our other fad that's happening today in this modern is a new media. One. And this is a little bit mental. So for those who don't know, uh, Drizzy Drake. Former Degrassi star. Former six. <laughs> with his woes. <laughs> um, it, Drake's obviously an ins, insanely famous rapper. Like, probably one of the probably top three famous artists on the planet. Yeah, um, maybe the most famous. Maybe the most, maybe the most famous. He has been taking a lot of pictures over the past couple months. Well, no, no, actually, but you let me interject, Jack, is more of an American sports fan than you, no offense. This has been a long thing. Like, Drake is known for no, being a, a fan, fan. fan, a huge sports fan, and his teams never seem to win. But go ahead, sorry. I'll so, yeah, he's like a Kentucky basketball fan, like, stuff like that, yeah. right? Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's Alabama now, or it's the Patriots, right. or it's whoever's that, whatever. It's like, whatever team's good. Right, whatever team's good, and they've seen it games, sporting their gear, whatever. So, apparently, Drake's Drake's been in Europe quite a bit this, uh, this spring and uh, early winter, or late winter, I should say, and taking a lot of pictures at his concerts. Been, been doing a couple concerts in Manchester and London. Um, Wilfred Zahn and Aaron Wan-Bissaka went to one uh, from Palace, and there's a strong trend happening where so, whenever he takes a picture with somebody and posts it on social media or it's posted by that player, that player and their team go on to fail miserably so let in me, the immediate let me, future. Let me bullet off a few here before we get into the actual story. So uh, the most recent one, PSG's Laban Kurzawa, uh, their fullback, was the latest player to pose for a photo with the Canadian star and lose their very next game. They lost to Lille. Is that the right way? I, I keep... You know, Move on. Yeah, French, I French, French, team, French. French team, not PSG. Not that good. PSG lost 5-1 right after that picture. Um, we'll, we'll work it back a little bit here, though, because that's not the only incident. Paul Pogba saw Drake perform at the Manchester Arena and got a picture with him taken after not long before United lost 2-1 to Wolves in the FA Cup. You know, in a similar story here, Arsenal's Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang 
was at one of Drake's shows at the O2 in London, and then lost 1-0 to Everton after taking a picture with him. But wait, there's more. Sergio Aguero <laughs> also took a picture with Drake recently, and then missed a penalty in the first leg of top, uh, City's Champions League match against Tottenham, which they lost 1-0. Lost one, no. one more, though. Um, Jaden Sancho, England's rising star, took a picture with them. 5-0 loss to Bayern. Now, there's a new story coming out. Go ahead. You can, you, I'll let you deliver. Yeah, I was going to say, Wolf, Wolf, Wolf took a picture with him, too, and then we, we lost to Man City uh, 3-1. So that's another one. Wolf's a bigger name than a lot of those guys. Jaden Sancho. Um, and then, so AS Roma, there's a, a couple of popular Twitter accounts for uh, clubs on well, on Twitter that tweet about, like, the clubs and their interests. And the Ro- Roma, AS Roma, the um, Italian team, tweeted – that all Roma players are banned from taking pictures with Drake until the end of the 2020 season. Um, and then apparently now there's some beef breaking out. I don't know. The tweet went viral. It's got like hundreds of thousands of likes and retweets on Twitter. It's hilarious. It's just funny that like, it's just hilarious. Yeah. The people are like, they calling it the Drake curse. It's like the matter and batting curse. So like when you're on the front of the matter game, like, like, like you would, you, you would lose. It's, it's like, comparison. it's like very popular and, and uh, very well known. And then you go on and, and lose. Um, well, every athlete's like, Oh dude, I gotta get a picture with Drake. Like, and yeah. Drake likes all the athletes. So, I mean, I get it, but I, it, this is too good to be true. Like it is a little suspicious at this point. Right. So if your favorite athlete shows up in a picture with Drake soon, don't be hey, also of them, but be anxious. American related to, which made me happy. Drake for the, what's the final, Four was where Michigan State stuff they lost. It's just like it's nonstop. So AS Roma, shout out you guys. You got it the right way. Like don't let your players take pictures of the Drake right now. It's not right. going to go well for you. Right. Um, and then Chris, you got Triv. Oh, let's do it. Yeah, let's get into Triv. That was a long intro, but uh, good stuff there. So let's get into trivia. I got a good one this week. I think I it says that every week. Yeah, but this one's gonna be fun. This one's got like a fun one to think about. You're not going to do very well though. Um, so. Kind of typical into my fashion. I, I normally try to pose them these ways. We've got ten names that I want you to read. This time I'm going to give you a little bit more time. Maybe even 90 seconds. So we might have a little bit of silence here coming up because Jack's going to get his uh, his thoughts on. But we're going to go 90 seconds. These are all Premier League players. Keeping it normal here. Mm-hmm. Now, these are all players. Minimum ten appearances this season in the league. Got it. The guys that average the most shots taken outside of the box wow. per game this season. Minimum 10 league appearances, most shots attempted outside of the box, top 10 players. If you can get five of them, I'll call it a win. Go. Mo Salah? No. Uh, Christian Eriksen? Yes. Um, Aaron Ramsey? No. Uh, Lucas Torreira, Kinduzi, no. Alex Wobi, no. Um, Kovacic, no. Hazard, no. Uh, Pogba, yes. Uh, James Madison, yes. Um, John Moutinho, no. Um, hmm. you got three or thirty seconds in. Not doing Ducure, that. no. Capu, no. Uh, Delafeo, no. Um, no. Felipe no. Anderson, no. Calum Wilson? Nope. Ryan Frazier? Nope. David Brooks? Nope. Will, uh, Wilf? No. Luka Milvojevic? Y- yes. You got four. Um, 
Alexander Mitrovich. No. John Michael Seri. No. Um, Jose Perez. Nope. Um, Wilfred Didi. No. Twenty-five seconds. Um, Jesse Lingard. Mm-hmm. Um, Ilkay Gundogan. No. There's at least one more I think you should get. Jordan Henderson. No. Uh, with Jorginho Wijnaldum. No. Eight seconds. Um, Ruben Neves. Yes. Five, um, four, three, two, one. Ashley Westwood. No. <laughs> Ashley Westwood. Good guess at the buzzer, but no. So I said, I feel like you'd do well if you got half. You got five. So that was pretty good. The rest of them are a little bit tricky. There was one at least I think you should have gotten. So I'm going to give you a little bit of a chance to get some. Damn. And you got the top three. Ruben Neves was number one by a lot. Really? 2.2 per game. Paul Pogba was second. James Madison was third. So you got those. Number four is coming from a club that's already relegated. Aaron Moy. No. Um, from Fulham. From Fulham? I said think, Mitrovic. You wouldn't think of him as a big goal scorer this season, but household name. Not necessarily in the Premier League. Tom Kearney? Mm-mm. Signing from this season. Oh, Shirley. Yes. Damn it, I should have guessed him actually. He's a bunch of rips. Yeah, he takes a lot of shots. Um, then Christian Eriksen was five. You got that. Number six. Damn it. Uh, this one would have been tough, but when you hear it, you'll know it. Um, he's from a bottom four or five club right now. Mm. He's. Nathan Redmond? Danish. Oh, Hoiberg. Yes. Pierre. Yeah, yeah, that one was tough, but you could have gotten it. Yeah. Um, I was looking down. Luca was seven, so you missed eight, nine, ten. So, like, you got. You got uh, five out of the top seven, which is really good. Number eight was the one I thought you would have gotten. One of the top goal scorers in the Prem this year. Um, and he does take shots about to the box. Aguero? No, you wouldn't really think of him first, but he does take a lot of them when you think about it. We got Aguero, Sala, Mane. Um, all those top teams, they're working in so close. That's why they score so many goals. Mm-hmm. Um, He's English. I said Callum Wilson. You said top no. club. Top goal scorer, top club. Uh, oh, Harry Kane, duh. Mm-hmm. He does take a lot. I'm not yeah, no, he's, he's had a couple of risks. That was when I figured you would have gotten. The last two... Damn, um, damn, damn. The last two have not played a lot of matches in the Prem. I should have said Son. And yeah, Son's not he, in there. He's not in there, though. Wow. Um, the last two, there's one guy that's... The next one's English. Uh, again, from like a bottom half club here. Is he from Bournemouth? No. I think you exhausted all the Bournemouth options. Yeah, really, because they take a lot of shots, I feel like. Um, Mark Noble? No, this guy is... He's a real C-word. Ashley Barnes? No. Oh, but... That's a good guess, though. Oh, John Joe Shelby. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then the last one was my pick to win Player of the Year in the Prem this year. Has not played that much. Oh, De Bruyne. Yeah. So I think you did really well. You got five out of ten. The ones you missed, I never guessed the, the ones you missed were uh, Sherla, Hoiberg, Kane, Shelby, De Bruyne. De Bruyne was tough because he hasn't played that much this year. Really? But it was per game, uh, minimum ten appearances. I was going to do less than that, and it would have opened it up to. Um, there was one really interesting one that you would have. I thought you would have guessed, but you didn't. He was only played in nine appearances. He plays for Leicester. Um, Came in January. Harvey Barnes. Mm-hmm. Plays for, oh, Tuleyman. Yeah, yeah. so I was going to do it that way, but then that also opened the Neo into it, and I was like, ah, I'm going to yeah. do at least ten appearances here. Those guys both had nine. Ten Neo. But either way, that was really good, I thought. Um, you, you did a very good job. 
Thanks. Hats off. There you go. Okay, cool. So, from there, let's dive into this week's predictor. This is going to be some money. We're going to get some money. It's going to be some money. We're going to get some money. It's going to be some money. We're going to get some money. It's going to be some money. We're going to get some money. All right, so we're going to get some money, I think, according to Chris. You know, okay, so someone knocks at our door about a suspicious package, and I get distracted, and now I'm the laughing stock of the pod. <laughs> we're mid We are going to get some money. Who cares? We're going to get some <laughs> money over here. We're mid-recorded. I just took that <laughs> took that little clip from Chiss and just spliced Jesus it up Christ. into a little... That's going to be on next, Calvin Harris's next summer band. You know what? When I, when I win 50K in the prediction app this week, then people are going to be playing that all over the country. I'm going to be the old, new Lil Nas X Old Town Road guy over here. <laughs> We're going to get some money. So, for, going with the first game, Chris, we got Wolves versus Brighton on Saturday. Who you got? I got a winner. 2-0 Wolves. Duh. Brighton suck. They haven't scored in six or five matches in all comps. It's going to be six. Go Wolves. Yeah, wow. Simple, abrasive. Well, you know what? I'm pissed off now. I'm going to get to the point here. We're going to get some money. <laughs> so I've got... Sorry that I don't have the keyboard over there with the producing mix, and I'm just that subject to your will here. Whatever words come out of my mouth, they might go out to the public, the masses. But yeah, 2 nil Wolves, duh. Uh, I got 1-0 Wolves over Brighton, mainly because uh, Wolves, uh, I've mentioned this a few times, tend to struggle against teams like this, and so, um, and I know they just lost against Southampton 3-1, which is a little disheartening, so I'm going to go Wolves, only score a goal, and eat this one out. Fine. Next one, Newcastle-Southampton, another Saturday game. Another Saturday game. I'm going 1-1 Southampton. I, I kind of like New, uh, Southampton to eat this one out. Um I'm using the phrase eke it out a lot, but I'm, I like Southampton to win, but the more I started looking at it, the more I started thinking, like, it is at Newcastle. Um, I think defensively, Newcastle can, you know, get a little goal on a set piece. Maybe um, Almiron gets off the, uh, you know, off the schneid. Um, so I think 1-1. Yeah, um, if Southampton, they're only two points behind Newcastle, so they win this one, they'll pass them, and I think they will. I'm going 2-1 Southampton away to Newcastle. Uh, I'm finally hopping on board of the, the Hazen Huttle train there. There you go. Welcome aboard. Took a long time. Choo choo. All right, next one Cardiff, Liverpool, Sunday. Cardiff yeah, this one's going to get ugly. I got 4 0 Liverpool win. Uh, I'm going to go 2 0. I think Liverpool, every once in a while, they'll have a match where it takes a little while to score. Cardiff are riding high off that Brighton midweek win. Uh, I'm going to go 2 0 Liverpool. No, strong performance from Cardiff. They only give up two. Yeah, God bless. Yeah. Uh, no, I think this is the game that Cardiff on their schedule do not have circled as one where they can get points. So um, That's true. It's, it's we we did ugly. circle all the games that they could, and this was not one of them. So I feel you. Um, but, yeah. Chelsea Burnley then on the Monday. I'm going 1-1. I, um, and I always go back and forth on Chelsea. They just lost 2-0 to Liverpool. I think Burnley have been kind of ramping up towards the end of the season here. I'm going to go 1-1. I think they'll get out a goal and. I don't see Chelsea getting three points here. Yeah, it's been a really strong play from Dwight McNeil for Burnley, bringing them back into the fold. But I'm just going to go 1-0 win for Chelsea. Um, Monday game, a little bit boring. 1-0, keep it simple. Eden Hazard from, yeah, the, pe- shit Monday match. from the penalty spot, 1-0. Okay. Last one, uh, it's going to be a Wednesday match. It's the Manchester Derby United at home to City at Old Trafford here. I picked my score first, so I'll read it first since you copied me. I'm going to go 3-1 City. What do you got, Jack? Yeah, it's a good score. I'm going to go 3-1 as well. I uh, don't like to make the same score as Chris, but... Um, I did just, my homework first, so sorry. Well, yeah, I do reckon, like, again, City are full, full like... The scopes are laser, laser-focused on the league at this point. And if, yeah. City don't, if City don't win the league, like... 
I honestly wouldn't. You're gonna see like stuff about Pep Guardiola oh, press. No, it, it's gonna be that. Crazy. Well, and, and like the Sun, right? Like some. It, you I know, mean, like, it'll be total bullshit. But you will see some people be like, "Well, did some Pep, American did, city fans did Pep maybe. like blow it this year if they don't win the league?" So uh, I think it would so, be a pretty big collapse if it, they didn't win the league. I, I think that city are gonna be dialed in. I agree with you. Yeah. Um, I don't think we're going to have to have that conversation about Pep because I don't think City are going to be in much trouble. I think they'll win this one three one and and cruise are on cruise on like the rest of the the season here in the Prem because they don't have anything else to worry about now. So right. That's it for the predictor. If you want to win money, um, pick mine, but we'll have to share that fifty k jackpot. I'm okay with that. Right. I yeah. Get a third maybe. Yeah. There's a contractual agreement when you subscribe to our podcast that you forfeit fifty uh, percent of your earnings. For predictor app, Scarrows is like a buck fifty. Right, Marth, you probably owe us like seventy five cents. Right, so uh, it's tax season uh, just passed, so we'll get that from you shortly. Um, aside from that, guys, I'm looking forward to to jumping over and getting some more uh, the latter part, the latter games of the season here. Um, it's gonna be probably my last trip over until this upcoming summer. Villa have announced their tour to uh, Minneapolis. Yeah, um, Minnesota the- FC. That's gonna be really fun. We're gonna right. probably train a. Uh, plan a trip for that, and um, maybe we'll try to get some listeners on board too. But right, maybe do really a, maybe do a recording while we're there. Yeah, probably. I mean, that's a long way out. It's in July, but um, we'll uh, we'll try to get some content from Jack while he's away this weekend. Mm-hmm. Since he won't be back till Tuesday, we'll either do something Tuesday or Wednesday night for mm-hmm. next week, uh, yep. as like a recap. But um, lots to look forward to this weekend, upcoming. Games for the Prem, the Champions League. There's a ton of stuff going on right now. Keep tweeting us stuff. We love it. We've gotten a lot more this week, which has been awesome. Definitely send us our predictor stuff. We want to see people win money besides Scar. Right. And there's just games on, like, every day right now. So, like, you know. Yeah, they, they've been staggering a lot so, more. You know, if you're not feeling well, take a sick day. Stay home. Watch these games. There's games on literally every day. You can't go wrong. So Someone's got to talk to Lockman. He's just blowing us up nonstop. Yeah, guys just watching games. soccer every day. So jealous. Um, but yeah, uh, anyway, like keep engaged with us. Let us know what your thoughts are on all this stuff. Um, but, you know. That's all we got here from Just Goes to Show. Appreciate it. it. Yeah, everybody's human. Love it. Thanks, guys. Cheers.